Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hi there, welcome to the TV Black Box one-on-one podcast on The Coal Gun. Joining us are award-winning designer Rosie Morley and landscape artist Paddy Milne, hosts of the binge original lifestyle series Selling in the City. The first three episodes of this uniquely Australian show dropped today on Binge with new episodes weekly. Rosie and Patty, congratulations. Um, I watched it this morning and I didn't quite know what to expect. I thought, oh, here we go, another lifestyle TV show. What are we going to get? I shouldn't say surprisingly, but surprisingly, it was really engaging. It was really lovely. I think we've been pleasantly surprised as well because it's our first time doing this so we didn't really know what was going to come out of the machine either. <laughs> so you guys said that this is your first foray into TV? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, really, because you wouldn't know the, the chemistry. I mean, we often talk about you know, building chemistry, but it mm. doesn't seem that you've had to work hard at that relationship at all. No. Yeah, no. I, that's been one of the beauties of it, working with Rosie. We mm. clicked straight away and just got straight to work. Yeah, I think we just had, I don't know, common ground from the beginning. We grew up not far from each other. Yeah. And, you know, when you just eyeball another animal and you're like, yeah, <laughs> this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> She's in my tribe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're in it together. We'll survive this together. But I I know because we often think about, oh, how do people get these jobs? And you you don't come up through the TV network and you haven't had the 15 years of TV background. I think it was social media. Am I right that you guys got found, discovered? Uh, mine was more yeah. through um, Landscaping Victoria okay. yep. and then Rosie was LinkedIn. So no, it wasn't yeah. through. I guess technically LinkedIn is a social platform, mm. but it's a professional one um, and I use it for my work. Um, so yeah, we, 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 I was contacted on LinkedIn. Uh, what a bizarre, was it, hey, we're not dodgy, would you be interested in... Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Did you get those messages? I thought it was dodgy. I let it slide. I'm sorry. I feel like a broken record. Yeah, I thought I let it slide and then um, sent it to my brother who's in the industry and he said, yeah, that's legit. You should should check that out. Mm. I'm like, okay. And then, yeah, before I knew it, I was walking through a property with Patty, acting like we were redesigning it together. Yeah. (laughs) Patty, how did you get this job and how did you get... You know, involved with Rosie. How did that all come about for you? It started for me just a little bit um, before Rosie in February last year. Foxdale called me out of the blue. It was a phone call one day, Zoom call the next morning, and then within a few days I was filming in Sydney. And at the time it was for selling houses. And then I got a call back saying we've got this brand new show called Selling in the City and we think you might be suitable as the host. 
So I went back to Sydney, another day's filming with interior designers. It was not until the second day of filming with interior designers, so there was quite a few. And we're hearing the story now later on from the producers that they stood back and within a few minutes it was just like, this is it. We've These found are the it. pair. Yeah, and the search <laughs> wow. is over. You yeah. wouldn't know watching it, and I know you've probably heard it a thousand times, but you wouldn't know watching it that you've come together relatively soon, not that long ago, and you've got that connection straight away. Yeah. What is it about shows like this, which is different in itself, it's a brand new one, we haven't seen this format before, we certainly haven't seen it to how you go diving into a suburb. Mm-hmm. Why is it, do you think, that people are you know, keyed into these things? Is it post-COVID? No, we've had two and a half years of locked in our home and we look around and go, could do something different here. What, what do you think it is with um, checking out what other people are doing? Yeah, I think that COVID has played a big part of it, people spending so much time mm-hmm. at home now. And I know with my business that most of my clients now are talking about building a sanctuary within their own home because they're spending so much more time at home now and and travel is so much harder. So I think the timing of our show is is really good for that as well, to really Mm. shed some light on people's homes and and come at it from a different angle and and come up with ideas that they would never have thought of. Yeah, but I often think that, you know, this was an obsession long before COVID. Mm. People have always loved lifestyle programs and that voyeuristic nature of watching a transformation take place. And, you know, I actually, I, I was thinking about it, I think, why do people just get hooked into this stuff? And it must be just about that promise of something better. You know, we're all looking through our lives yeah, for improvement. Mm. And when you see it demonstrated to you in a nice, neat package bow, there's something highly satisfying about watching that. And because we're coming at it from a very accessible level with small homes, tight budgets, tight constraints, you know, there's some element of reality and people can almost position themselves into it. Well, that's what I would hope people can see and, you know, they can almost see themselves in that position as opposed to something that's large scale and, you know, intense. I suppose it's also, unless you're going into the other shows that are big, um, you can be overwhelmed. But at least when you're watching, go, oh, I hadn't thought of doing something like that. Even shifting a wall and get more light into a room, that's Mm -hmm. a different aspect. And it's things that we can do at home without having to spend squillions of dollars getting it done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's about being, making strategic design decisions and I think that's the lesson in it really is that we're not ripping everything apart and starting again. We're, being, we're, we're focusing on some key elements and doing them to the best of our ability. Have you found it interesting having to go, okay, I know, Rosie, you've dealt with budgets that are massive mm. in projects you've worked on of mm. millions and millions and millions yeah. and millions and millions of dollars going to and yourself as well patty where you're now going into okay i have got a set limit we can't go crazy i have to make it work has that mm. been a shift in the way you approach a job yeah the the budget is one mm. thing but for me in designing a space that we're essentially building in three days has possibly been the most challenging part and mm-hmm. so in in my work we're we're sort of doing work over many, many months rather than just three days. So that is, to me, something that has been a real change in how I think about design for this show. Mm. And the process, I think, because the projects I work on in my professional practice are years in gestation, they're drawn within an inch of their lives, every detail is specified, there is a cast of thousands working on these designs, and then they're implemented and value-managed and go mm. through every single... There could be up to 20 consultants, 40 consultants I've had on one job before, um, and to this 
short-circuited version of design. So I've struggled with that, I have to say, like designing something without drawing everything and then trusting that the builder gets it. It's just this leap of faith every time. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and, and that the client is also going to get it as well. Yeah. And it, so it's a different thing is when you're designing for an industry versus designing for average Joe. It's a different, different mind space. Yeah. That's a huge challenge because we have to constantly tread that line between broad appeal, like it's going out to the market, anyone can buy it, but we're being asked, you really need to come up with something that is bold, high-impact, dynamic, is something that no one has seen before or introducing new ideas. So I think the innovation piece excites me, but you've got to pull it back a bit as well. So it's where do you go absolutely bonkers and just live it with conviction and then maybe temper it with some more neutral insertions, if that makes sense. It's a really hard one to, you know, you want something to be strong. Yeah. It's the balance. Absolutely. Patty, when you talked about people designing for sanctuaries and how you know you're finding that, that they want your clients are saying we want to create something, are you seeing that more and more that people go, okay, I've had two and a half years locked in my own space, I need something, and I want to connect with the outside world? Is that? I know you hate the word trend, but is that, <laughs> is that is that a trend that you're seeing more people doing? And watching the show, can they get some ideas of how to create that that personal space for themselves? Yeah, and that's becoming more and more common for me in my world. That my clients are spending so much time at home now, whether they're a couple or no kids or a whole family. Then traveling is not as easy as it once was. So the importance of getting your home space right is so critical at the moment. So we're really trying to design in a way that everything the family wants and needs is within their home but when they they get home it's everything's so fast-paced in our lives that when they get home that they feel like that they are in their own little oasis and I think that's really important and more than ever. Yeah I think it's just that connection to context, neighbourhood, being inspired by what's around you and not having to look so far away because you know, our environments are full of inspiration. And so if we can indicate or show people how to extract mm. ideas, I think, you know, that could be a really great mm. lesson, really, for people just to look a little bit closer at their neighbourhoods. So we launched today and the first three episodes go to air today on Binge, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. And then yes. maybe we'll see a second season, maybe? Who knows? <laughs> hey, look, that sounds wonderful. Thanks for that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.